0: Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are.
1: My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding,
0: only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose.
2: This is episode 54 of Fatalists, a podcast devoted to the Supernatural series Lost Girl and all things sci-fi, supernatural, fantasy, and horror. My name is Dave, and I'm joined on the night before Thanksgiving by Wayne. How you doing? Hey, Dave. What's going on? Uh well, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Do they have Thanksgiving in Canada? I guess we should probably They do, know but that. It's,
0: it's earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a buddy of mine I played lacrosse with was Canadian, and we'd, uh, we'd go to his house uh, for... Um, for uh, Canadian Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, no, and, and, you know, and who says television's not educational? I mean, I learned from Sleepy Hollow that, you know, at the first Thanksgiving, they weren't eating turkey. They were eating pheasant. Right, that was funny. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, look, it, we, again, I think last time we decided to forego talk about all the shows we were watching, but, you know, this past weekend, Doctor Who 50th anniversary uh, you know, there were a lot of shows in addition to, you know, the main episode. So what'd you think overall?
0: The, uh, well, the 50th anniversary episode was awesome. I loved it. I loved You know, just everything about it was, was fantastic. Um but you know, like this is crazy because, like, listen to like the Doctor Who podcast. I'm like, it's almost like they're trying to convince me it wasn't very good. You know, I know, I know. And I'm, like, really, guys? Like, ah, it just it kills me. Sometimes I think those guys are a little too like snobby about their classic Who. And I think yeah. it's, it's honestly, here's my take on it: is like they think the new series is like too American. I think, and it really bothers them. Yeah. Well, so well, I, I but, mean, I really you know, like I liked it. Well, I really like the interaction
2: between, uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith. And then she oh, knew that
0: was going to be awesome. Yeah, you know, it's it going to be great.
2: All right. And then John Hurt, you know, again, with the, when the three of them were in a scene together, it was even more awesome. Um, and I, I really did like the way they brought Tom Baker into it, you know, there at
0: the end yeah. as the, as the curator. Right. And, and it's funny because, you know, like on, again, you know, right on the Doctor Who podcast a little bit. They're like, "Well, oh, who's Doctor Who? Was the Tom Baker? Was he supposed to be like a, another incarnation of the Fourth Doctor?" I'm like, "Like, are you serious? I'm like, right. No, it was. They gave a role to Tom Baker, right? So and, Tom and Baker it, could be in the episode because he's freaking Tom Baker, and then he had some clever lines that you know." that had double meanings to him, obviously could be just a regular guy saying, and also a doctor saying, but obviously he's not supposed to be another, like the fourth doctor because the fourth doctor never got to be old, right? Right? He regenerated (laughs) way back when it's just putting Tom Baker in the episode. Relax. Right. And I had somebody tell me that they were disappointed
2: that Rose didn't appear as Rose. And I really liked what they did with her. You know, as sort of that, uh, you know, almost the voice of, the co- of his
0: conscience, sort of. Yeah, I thought it was cool because and, and um, <clears throat> I like how she did. I thought Billy Piper was, was great, um, like the acting job. And, uh, you know, clearly kind of like she was very much like the, uh, you know, the episode with the, the, the doctor's wife or whatever. I can't yeah. Remember. Was that what it was called? Yeah, I think Where, so. You know, the, the TARDIS entered the body of the woman. I think she, like, a lot of times was kind of like that. You know, she definitely was not uh, Rose Tyler at all. Uh, And I thought it was cool because it would have been problematic to bring Rose Tyler into it because they already did that. They already kind of came up with a a plot device to get her because she wasn't supposed to see the doctor ever again, right? Because she was trapped in in another universe and uh, And then she went back to that universe, and somehow, for her to get out again, it would be kind of like maybe pushing it a little bit so it 's yeah. great to see Billy Piper again in you know in a different context yeah now
2: there were there there was a documentary a two hour documentary that traced the genesis of Doctor Who. Uh, through the end of the reign with William Hartnell, and I really liked that a lot. I I thought that was really well done, and and the actor that they had playing William Hartnell looked exactly like him. Right. Well, it wasn't a documentary; it was it was a
0: docudrama.
2: Yeah, docudrama. Uh, And then there was the one-hour special that just kind of traced all the doctors from you know one to eleven, and that was not too bad. So uh, there was a lot out there for Hoovians, and I certainly
0: enjoyed it all. Yeah, how'd you like that, uh, the little bit with, uh, they had uh, like Pierre Capaldi's eyes, and he said, 13. Yes, I liked it a lot, and I liked the way they
2: were all lined up in that V. Awesome. All right, so why don't we take a look at some news for this evening? All right. It appears that Orphan Black star Tatiana Maslany is among several actresses rumored to land a major movie gig. Ms. Lani, who stars in the hit BBC America sci-fi series as half a dozen characters, is the latest actress to have allegedly tested for the role of Sarah Connor in the upcoming Terminator sequel. She joins Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones, Brie Larson, 21 Jump Street, Margot Robbie, Wolf of Wall Street, among the actresses rumored for the gig. Now, uh, you know, we all know how great an actress she is in Orphan Black, and I'd love her as the choice. Uh, According to The Hollywood Reporter, the studio wants to cast the female lead before rounding out the rest of the cast. And other major roles include a Tom Hardy-esque version of John Connor, John Connor's uh, future or past father, Kyle Reese. And though T5 is still early in development, it sounds like director Alan Taylor, who did Thor The Dark World, and returning star Arnold Schwarzenegger are sharing control to a certain degree. And there's been no definitive word on the plot, though. Rumor has it, surprise, surprise, time travel will once again be a major factor. And at least part of the action might be set in the 1950s. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. T4 was not my favorite, that's for sure. But, and certainly they all pale compared to the series.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the, the first two were, the movies were, were really good. Yeah. Um, three was, I could live without four, I had its moments. Yeah. I mean, three was watchable, but all right. Now, the only other
2: item, and we've already talked about the Doctor a little bit, but following the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special and the revelation that Peter Capaldi would likely be the 13th Doctor. Stephen Moffat has decided to discuss the beloved Time Lord's regeneration limit. And and for Whovians, that's something that, you know, we're almost afraid to address. Uh, Speaking at the Doctor Who 50th celebration at London's Excel, the showrunner said that John Hurt's version of the Time Lord does not alter the numbering of the other incarnations. He has no more ever called himself the 11th Doctor than he would call himself Matt Smith. The Doctor doesn't know off the top of his head what number he is. If you worry about such things, and I do, then specifically, uh, I said John Hurt's doctor doesn't use the title. Matt Smith's doctor is in his 12th body, but he's the 11th doctor. However, there is no such character as the 11th doctor. He's just the doctor. That's what he calls him. So are you getting confused yet?
0: Um, yeah but well, i think that he you know, purposefully did that right? well he's
2: not he's not done the numbering doesn't matter except for those lists that you and i have been making for many years so i've given you the option of not counting john hurt numerically he's the war doctor moffat also discussed the regeneration limit of 12 that was established in the deadly assassin a story that featured the fourth doctor played by tom baker he teased paul mcgann turns into John Hurt, so they're not the same incarnation. He used up another regeneration, I expect he'll be in trouble shortly. You can't break rules laid down in the deadly assassin. Which would mean that the doctor would have reached his regeneration limit during the upcoming Christmas special when Matt Smith will turn into Peter Capaldi. However, a story over at the Mirror uh, is saying that Matt Smith apparently confirmed that he was, wait for it, the 13th doctor. So what what they do say, uh, what Moffat does say, is that the Christmas special will pretty much bring all of this into focus, and that we should have some sort of an answer regarding the regeneration
0: problems. So anyway, that's it Thank for him. the news tonight. But what, what he means by an answer is a plot device that he gets a, a you know a large number of regenerations. Well.
2: I, I, you would like to think. And, and uh, y- you know, you wonder why they even painted themselves into a corner way back
0: then, but... Well, they probably never thought that this show was going to go on. It would be, you know, in 50 years that they'd be having a special celebrating the show. Like, you know, they probably thought it would just never would last that long. It technically didn't, but it came back and, you know. They yeah. just probably thought, oh, we limited it to 12... Yeah, but you're, it's a good question. Like, why would you even do that in the first place. Right. Or if you're going to yeah. do it, give yourself like this, you know. Yeah. We get a thousand regeneration. <laughs> right. So uh, I don't know. So i mean, not having, though, I will say this, not having actually seen that episode, I, I can't really comment because it, it could have been very integral to the plot potentially. So I don't know. Listener Listeners Feedback.
2: feedback. Yeah, yeah, baby. Well, in this week's listener feedback, Uh, Sally checked in again and and I know you were running around like crazy the last couple days so you you probably didn't see she also tweeted us and uh, I guess that was our comment about her not jumping on board the zombie train and uh, (laughs) she she told us no she doesn't do zombies but uh, she did leave us a comment about hail so let's take a listen
1: hi Dave and Wayne it's Sally and I just listened to your podcast for uh, episode two and Wanted to let you know that I was with you. I didn't buy the Kenzie-Inhale interaction. I think that um, he had some perfume left on him that uh, he had um, that the woman without the mouth had put on him that made him attractive to women. I think that's why Kenzie jumped his bones. And you know, I kind of wasn't buying it either. But the main reason I've noticed about Hale is when he gets pushed into doing something by somebody else. Like, when he got pushed into becoming the acting Ash by Trick, and when Dyson pushed him into telling Kenzie how he felt about her, it just wasn't natural for him. And, you know, he is not as confident when he's getting uh, pressured by other people to do something. So he was very non-confident when he was talking to Kenzie. His whole speech, it could have been endearing, but actually it just kind of ended up like uh, I felt impatient. And a little bad for the guy, but mostly impatient. Because people like confidence. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You want someone who likes you and is going to tell you to be confident. I'm in the car driving to Thanksgiving, so sorry about the background noise. I hope you go. You both have a happy holiday. Bye-bye.
0: Okay.
2: All right. So, uh, you know, I mean, she agrees with us. And, you know, I... I which is very wise of her. Which is very wise, but you know, <laughs> there's something about Hale's character, and, and obviously, when we get into tonight's show discussion, Hale does not appear, and I didn't
0: miss Hale. Um, you no, know, I, I, I like Hale, uh, but I think they they're just they're, they're messing with his character, I guess a lot. I, I kind of uh, he was he was like he was good as a cop buddy kind of role. Um, and, you know, attempts to kind of expand that have, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird. It, it's just been awkward, I guess, you know. Like 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 you say, all right, you don't have to make him Kenzie's lover. You don't have to make him the ash. You don't have to make him something so dramatic. Can you change his character? Yes. Does it have to be so dramatic? No. You know, it's just maybe, you know, maybe he starts going grunge or something like that. He gets an earring. You know, I don't know. Let's start small. Right. But I think what you said, you know, that's probably a, a
2: wise choice to get back to Dyson's partner, you know, the buddy cop thing. He was really good at that. And, you know, his his brief term as Ash was interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I think like Sally said, and I think you and I both agree that, you know, it just wasn't there with uh, with Kenzie. And, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I think she's right. I mean, the spray was still affecting you know, sure. Things, but I mean, we've known all along that he really likes Kenzie. Uh, I don't think that we've necessarily seen her reciprocate. But
0: yeah, exactly. But you know, and also that—that that is, I think, a suit of her to show like like how he doesn't do well when people kind of push him into things. We even saw with his parents; he's kind of like the slacker son, you know, and everything—the always the uh, the underachiever type. And, uh, you know, so when people try to force him to do something, he kind of is not – doesn't react well to that, whereas he's better when – he gets to choose things on his own. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it's funny, and and this isn't really anything to do with listener feedback, but, uh, you know, so my wife's got the remote control, and she's flipping around down in the uh, HBO show. Yeah, the remote control. Showtime.
0: How did did, did such a thing happen, Dave? Uh, I understand. But anyway. You will uh, donate me – a she, quarter of your band card at the end of this podcast, <laughs> and of
2: course, now I can't remember the title of the show, but uh i I'm like uh stop you know i I know there's some there's some show that I do a podcast for that somebody's in that show, so we stop in it, and it was Cassini solo and right. it's it's kind of like a teenager show there there it's something dot com i f- i forget what it is, like I don't know anyway. But she's got you know, this long, blonde hair, kind of curly. Sort of looks like uh, in Orphan Black. The the Russian. Oh, gosh, I'm, it's been a while since I've seen Orphan Black. But uh, so then I'm flipping the you know then I've got the control and I'm, I'm flipping the dial and it's uh, Kate Beckinsale's the star. It's one of these sci-fi movies and and there's the guy that plays the android partner in Almost Human. Oh, Michael Ealy. Right. And then, like, two seconds later, it's like, I recognize that wolf. And it was Chris Holden Reed. (laughs) So, now, I'm really good at remembering names, so that helps the listeners out a lot. But (laughs) anyway, all right. In a departure from the usual... I'm going to handle project X tonight and it's going to be brief but uh you know certainly you know the, we uh, the jumbie was part of this episode tonight the body jumper and uh you know like I was saying to you before we went on the air you know when I just happened to uh, google jumbie and I'm like fortunately I I must have been spelling it correctly because a wikipedia entry came up and it was almost pretty much point for point what we saw in tonight's episode that the Jumbie uh, that you can ward off the Jumbie by stringing shoes up because the Jumbie will have to try on every pair and then you string up a whole bunch of knotted ropes because the Jumbie will have to unknot them all and that if you walk backwards that somehow will ward off the the Jumbie
0: so. So which leads me to think it actually just came up so that we assume that this family has the internet right? You would think, and so they think it's a ghost, right? Right. And so, why don't they just like uh, hang shoes up, blah 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 blah, and they say, "Oh, it's a jumpy, it's not a ghost, it's a, you know, it's a shape shifting thing." Forever. Right, right. If we could find that out, so yeah,
2: exactly. Like Wikipedia, it's out there for everybody, All right? But more, you know, more importantly, and and the plot device that I'm really digging, and I'm just so afraid that we've pretty much seen the last of it. Is the whole uh, alternate plane of existence. So, all right. So, let's start with the word cosmology, and, and and that certainly just refers to the study of the origin and the eventual fate of the universe. And esoteric cosmology, you know, maps out the universe in terms of planes of existence and consciousness, and it pretty much sets things out in terms of the seven planes of existence. So. You've got the physical plane, which refers to you know, the visible reality of space and time, uh, reality as we know it. Okay? Uh, you've got the astral plane, which is the emotional plane where the consciousness supposedly goes after a physical death, which I guess you could make a case. You know, that's what the jumbie you know, was in, the astral plane. Then we've got the mental plane. That in the mental world, one formulates a thought and it's instantly transmitted to the mind of another person without any expression in the form of words. So whether, you know, I guess ordinarily we'd refer to that as telepathic abilities. You've got the unity plane, which is referred to as a realm of pure consciousness that we become unselfish beings. So it's, you know, it almost sounds like one of those Uh, zen states where uh, the i is not important you've got the spiritual plane where spiritual beings more advanced in development and and status than ordinary men and i guess that would certainly be like uh heroes and alphas and uh what's the new show uh you've got the uh the tomorrow people yeah tomorrow people you've got the divine plane where you know, all souls are supposedly born on the divine plane and then work their way to the other planes, eventually, hopefully, ending up at the divine plane. And then the logoic plane, where you've reached total oneness, a complete unity with God. So getting back to how that all figures into Lost Girl, you know, they certainly bring up the point of a differing plane of existence. So, you know, where did Bo... And then after that, Cleo and Dyson go. I'm not sure, you know, which right. which of those planes. But I really think this is a, a a great concept to explore. I mean, we still, I guess we're we're led to believe that Bo's father is still somewhere. I mean, I guess he's still yeah. whatever plane the train is. That's where her father is. But
0: right. Uh, we we Yeah, we assume it's, yeah. it's you know, like, yeah you know, we also assume that we would actually see your father by this point, so.
2: Right. Now, if you're interested in all of this, I mean, I'm just really scratching the surface here with the seven planes, but, you know, there's tons out there. It's really fascinating, but you know, like a lot of this stuff, it really takes pretty much total concentration to understand exactly what they're saying, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. So, right. let's get into... The and we did pretty well tonight. Twenty one minutes getting into the episode.
0: Yeah, it's not uh, too bad. Yeah,
2: so uh, season four episode. And that's all the three. times we had
0: to like stop and start again. Yeah, shh, shh, shh. don't tell them yeah. that.
2: All, all right. right, so you season can, you f- just you can cut out later. <laughs> i will just <kidding>. all <laughs> right. Season four, episode three, lovers, period, space, <laughs> apart.
0: Yes, well, I, I like I like the uh, the grammar, yeah. kind of and sound modeling sense. Yeah, that's a book I had to read in high school.
2: Yep. But written by Steve Cochran, who we definitely like, and directed by Andy Makita, who directed a lot of the Stargate SG-1 episodes. Did he play for the Blackhawks? Uh, That was Stan. Oh, okay. Are they brothers? Uh, Well... Canada, you never know. Uh, it's probably like Smith and it Jones be, up there. It might be related somehow. We should, You should look that up for Project X. Yep. But uh, this episode aired on November 24th, 2013 on the Showcase Network. And I liked it a lot. You told me- Not so much. Not so much. So, so uh, much. Let, let's kind of explore what it is that I liked and, and what it is that uh, you did not like. Um I mean, I certainly liked you know like i said the the whole travelling between the planes of existence um I guess the one thing that that did come up is the fact that elementals, which is what Clio is, can pass between planes without getting sick right which which obviously means that non elementals can still pass between these planes but but they're gonna get sick and right. Uh, are we led to believe that Bo possibly would have died had she not been healed by the Jumbie?
0: That was
2: the idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that Cleo apparently healed
0: Dyson. Uh, well, 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 not healed, but the, if if he jumps with her, then he's okay, right? Okay. So you know, so th- I guess
2: my point being that that we've certainly established that the rules that that these people certainly can jump and uh, whether Cleo is the only elemental well that that wouldn't make sense she said elementals can can jump so that you know we've got a whole core of fay out there that can jump now the question is can they pick which plane they jump into i'm assuming
0: yes they can uh i I, I guess, yeah. yeah. it seems like they're f- familiar with the whole navigation of you know the different levels of existence. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I guess. But uh, you know, it also begs the question: is like, how did Bo get there in the first place? Right, right, right.
2: Now uh, wow. we assume her. Well, well, supposedly, you know. Then we go back to, and it was.
0: Uh, well, it was just. It was just like the smoke, right? Well, which I guess that maybe that's like how. Maybe that's how daddy rolls. but well, you know, like. well, we're not sure. I mean, but it was
2: awesome to see Ebony back. And I guess we can't yeah. really call her the Morrigan right now. Right. Though it seems a foregone conclusion that she will resume her title. But she,
0: what was but different? you know what? Of- I'm always like, I'm watching that. And I'm like, oh, that's right. She, like, I keep thinking it's the Morrigan, but oh, she's not the Morrigan. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I wanted to be the Morrigan because it seems like she'd be a lot better as a ro- even more rogue element than she was before, you know. Well, she certainly is looking good. Yeah. as, as not the Morgan. And, and I even kind of dug the eye patch honestly. Yeah, oh, dude, I was dude. hoping
2: she'd stick with that. Man, you're not kidding. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but, but 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 my point was that what are we led to believe that he was her boy toy from 5 years ago and uh you know she she sent him packing for whatever reason, but he tells her that he was working with Tamsin to get rid of Bo. So, how much of yeah, that Massimo, is Yeah, right? R- right. So, how much yeah. of that is true? You know, we're not sure. Yeah,
0: because yeah, because yeah, he yeah, right. He, he was working with. I T- was a bit of a, a shocker there.
2: Yeah. So right. so the
0: plot thickens as the plot. Say. Right,
2: because yeah, I think obviously there at the end we we still weren't sure of Tamsin's loyalties, but I think we thought she was on.
0: Right, the side of the light Fay. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, especially when she was, you know, digging Bo. Right, so
2: right now that still doesn't answer the question: How she got on the train? You know, how Tamsin got her on the train. Right, and but but we certainly have to believe that her father played some sort of a role. And
0: really, in- like, how did how did Tamsin work that? Because, like, like Bo is back in the, in the doll, right? When she the black smoke engulfed her, so was Samson's job just to keep like Dyson out of the way or something I thought it's very confusing,
2: yeah, well, hopefully we'll uh you know get some answers in the coming weeks yeah. um now you know we we basically had four stories, you know the the Dyson and Cleo, and uh you know they're on the same train that Bo had been on, and then we have. You know the the B story, which is probably the main story. Well, basically, the A and the B end up converging. Yeah,
0: what you have is A and B. I think is basically the same story.
2: Right. Well, they converge, and and uh, you know, Bo's already jumped from the train. Then you've, we've we've got Lauren and Crystal, and then the fact that Evany is back. So uh, there's a lot of plot threads going on at once. There are a lot of plot threads, and I I like them all. So so I'm going to tell you what I liked, and then you can kind of. Uh, tell me what you didn't like. But, but okay. since we're on, you know, the, uh, discussion of Evany, the, you know, there, there's a handyman and I guess he's in Lauren's apartment right. and she must've complained there must've been something wrong with the air conditioning and the handyman takes the vent off and he finds she's got her, uh, wanted, uh, not wanted poster, but her rap sheet or whatever right. hidden in an AC duct. And, you know, he says, Oh, here's the culprit. And he, you know, he, you know, doesn't notice what it actually is, throws it down on the ground. And Ebony comes in, turns him to a puddle of goo, which...
0: We really haven't seen her do that. And that was, you know, like we always wondered, like what she could do that like makes her so frightening. And now we know. Right. Now, you know, towards
2: the end of the episode, when the, I don't know that he's the owner of the diner, but the short order cook or whatever he is, you know, tells lauren that you know somebody's been calling for karen and all this and uh obviously that gets her you know in fleet uh flea mode but we assume that evany found the papers and that she's the one that's put this in motion right i,
0: I don't see anything else that makes sense it well it, it could have been from a number <laughs> of we don't know because we don't know like at the end of the episode we don't know who grabs her Right. Okay. We know I mean there's there's multiple people out there who would be interested in, in getting Lauren. Um so it could have been Ebony, it could have been yeah. the Wanderer, it could have been uh the Bill Gates dude. What was his name? Oh gosh, the, I'm not sure. But the guy I, I, but that I mean, that I mean Dyson I... ate, you know, I mean it's just like, there's like I mean oh, it couldn't be him per se right. since Dyson ate him. Right. Well, I mean, I
2: guess I just figured it was Ebony because of the you know, the time sequence that he throws it down, she kills him, you know, she's there. I mean it's not like it's a big a big apartment. Right. But uh and and then how'd she lose her eye? I mean, was that
0: somehow her run in with Vex, I guess? Yeah, we guess. Yeah, you know, that that had me like thinking, Oh, was that I don't know. Oh. I don't remember her losing – that's <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say because I'm like, I don't remember her losing her eye. Did I miss where that happened? Now,
2: the the, the other thing that I thought was pretty I, – I, again, I'm not sure if I liked it or – I mean, I guess I kind of did. It is that the writers seem to throw several references in to Anna Silk's pregnancy. And one is when Ebony is like, you know, one day you just wake up and you're a mother. Right. You know, when we get to Bo's story, there was, uh, you know, she wakes up on the couch and there's this small statue of, I, I believe it's supposed to be Madonna and child. Yep. You know, then the teenage daughter tells her, you know, you look like that girl from health class giving gross birth. <laughs> you know, I I, I kind of like it, kind of funny, but uh, right now, uh, the guy that comes in, she calls him Druid, right? Well, it's Massimo, dude. Is it? Yeah. Okay. He's a Druid. Yeah.
0: Did you um, not know
2: that? No, I guess I thought Massimo was fae. He is. Well, then why does she call him human? No,
0: he's druid. He's a druid, like other some type of fae.
2: Okay, I must have been mishearing then. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah, he he he's a druid, which means he's kind of like a fae pusher kind of thing, I guess, from what we've seen so far. Uh, Extraordinarily sketchy dude, uh, as we've said before, and now has increased his sketch factor by ten. but, you know, and, and we see him as, like, yeah, as you described him as kind of like uh, Ebony's kind of boy toy there. Um, but, yeah, he's just, uh, you know, he's still, like, a really cool, compelling character that I kind of, like, have mixed feelings about Massimo. Because, like, in a way, he's a total, like, jerk and bad guy, just all around, just just really, really bad individual. But, like, he's just kind of cool, though, too, you know? So, it's, uh, I have mixed feelings about him. Yeah. Bad shirt, though. Didn't,
2: wasn't uh, digging the shirt he was wearing. But, (laughs) um, but the one thing she walks away with is that she realizes and she says, you know, in all that time in captivity, I realized that I've been far too nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, man, that's Uh, pretty scary. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that, an ironic statement there is that what we call verbal irony there, but uh boy yeah,'cause uh you know probably there's not a lot of people who agree with you there uh ebony but uh but that's why I'm excited about because you know you're like you know like okay, you might think I'm sick because I'm excited to see her be like really bad, but I'm just like that's how she's I think she's the best when she's like bad, bad. You know, mm-hmm. so and that's why if she can not become the Morgan, it gives her more uh, like kind of leeway to be just go out there and, you know, be like kind of balls to the wall figuratively, um, you know, get out there and just be evil and nasty, which is she's okay. the best when she's evil and nasty.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot real quickly. If you could only have Vex or Evany,
0: who do you pick? Ouch. That's a tough one. That's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, you know, I mean, I would have call.
2: said Evany. I'm sorry, I would have said Vex up until this episode, but I, I just thought
0: she was so awesome yeah. in, in
2: this episode. Exactly,
0: and, exactly. Yeah, uh, if you would asked me that last week, I would have said you know, Vex in a heartbeat, but you're right, absolutely, after this episode, mm, that's a tough call. Yeah, and I haven't been call. real happy with Vex
2: this season. As much no, as you I still, have,
0: you don't like his clothes, man. Like I think the character is still strong, and, and again, like for Vex to be back to a bad guy is still that's like the Vex I really like, you know. Because like okay. as the kind of wimpy good guy, mm. not so much, you know. Not right. not nearly as interesting a character. It didn't
2: take up as much time as you know, Bo and the uh family with the zombie, but. Lauren and Crystal, I mean I think we had some major major development in that storyline. Uh, you think? Yeah. Um <laughs> and yeah, Allie Liebert, um yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I looked her up on IMDb and she's been in, you know, a fair number of things. I mean, obviously she's not that old, so she right. can't have been she in looks too like many things. She looks like crazy familiar though. I I really like her character and and I'm I'm guessing that She's going to be around for a while. And, you know, the the whole story she tells Lauren about, or rather Amber, about how she got to this place, you know, again, are they dropping these lines or am I just reading too much into it? How did you get here? You know, well, where, you know, this, this plane of existence, I know how I got here. So, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, are, are we going to see more of that? But with Lauren and Crystal, you know, she goes into that whole little thing about, sometimes big dreams will swallow you whole. Right, And, you know, so I don't know if she's referring to Lauren. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I guess we, you know, what are Lauren's big dreams? You know, does she want to stay with the Faye community or does she want to strike out on her own? I mean, has she had enough of, you know, servitude?
0: Uh, Yeah, well, well I, I, we just, we know that she's like super, Capable. Like I mean, she's like like really smart and just like overall is like probably has a job that's beneath her as this kind of fay lackey, right? And so like maybe her big dreams were like to be like, you know, pretty much anything but you know, you know, someone like you know, having to be subservient to other people, like maybe someone who is in charge of other people or something. Yeah. Right, right. But her her kind of role was it was sort of
2: odd in that yes she was under the control of the ash but you look at the work she did i mean she really was in charge of keeping the fey in good health and and you know we saw you know i yeah but, but would you consider episodes. that like
0: a big dream though you know maybe not so well much, i don't
2: think well from a science
0: standpoint uh, well okay, maybe maybe no, not just you know no. who knows right who knows all right well but yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, I I'd say, I'm justified because I said last week, that you know, like Crystal, I thought was a little you know dodgy, and and she turned out to be super dodgy, right?
2: Well, see, I don't know, and and you look at all right. Look, obviously, Lauren's on a break from Bo, and we already have had that interchange between Bo and Lauren about you know Bo's lack of formal education as compared to Lauren. And, and, you know, obviously they were both kind of hurt and trying to sting each other and all of that. But, you know, I I mean, that really is there and it's not necessarily going to go away. So you sort of see the same thing with Crystal, but I don't know, there was just a different dynamic with Crystal and clearly she was attracted. And, and, you know, so why is Lauren kind of uh, just you know, standoffish there for a while. Is it just that, you know, hey, I just got out of a relationship and I'm not ready to jump in? I mean, just as simple as that?
0: Well, no, I don't think, because it, 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 it's still a question of, did did they get out of the relationship? Like, I know they were on a break, right? But it was clear for, for both of them that, you know, neither of them really emotionally detached from the other one. Okay. Here's You're, a big reason why I didn't like this this episode. Okay. And it might surprise you, but I'm going to kind of speak in defense of the relationship of Bo and Lauren. So I just found this episode just so scattershot. Right. And one of the things, and actually just the show in general that, okay, you got, and I'm not a shipper by any chance, they stretch of the imagination, but you have these people who, who say like, they love one another and that would be Bo and Lauren and they're intensely in love with each other last season, right? And the whole season, they went to great pains to demonstrate how much these two love each other. So what happens? Bo gets put into a different plane of existence. And now all of a sudden she's with Dyson. and She doesn't even ask about Lauren. Really. She doesn't even like, like wouldn't, shouldn't one of her first thing she say is, Where's Lauren? I need to see Lauren. You know, I need to see the person I am madly in love with. Does she say that? Does well, she even? Well, think I think that? she does mention her. But I mean, but she does once. She there, there, there's no like you would think that that would be like the first order of business, right? Right. Dyson, take me to Lauren. Like, so you get put on a different plane of existence. You come back to Earth. Who's the first person you're going to like want to see? Yeah, you need to say so, your wife at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, like I would want to see my wife, right? That's like the the very first person I want to see is going to be my wife, right? That's number one. Okay. Uh, and and Bo like is barely even thinking about Laura. I, I just I find that I, that's really problematic for me, you know. Well,
2: see, for me, it's not. I mean, it goes back to a you know, and again, I don't know whether it was season two or season three. They start to blur together now, but. I mean that was always my point with their relationship, in the first place. That that it was just I felt doomed to fail, because of
0: who Bo is. Right, but I felt like the voice calling out in the wilderness because the show is clearly, like I said, going to great pains to demonstrate that these two really loved each other. They might it might be a a uh, you know a, a starstruck kind of relationship, whether star crossed. Right type of relationship. Not starstruck, star-crossed relationship. Um, But yet, that they had this very intense love for one another. And I think that all of a sudden, like, for for Bo to be cuddling up with Dyson and not even, like, really worried about Lauren at all. And then Lauren going and hooking up with Crystal when, you know, and you say, well, what's wrong with that? They're on a break. But why didn't she do it before, right? Crystal's been sending out these pretty strong signals already, and Lauren's been standoffish. And no, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to. Well, why doesn't she want to? Well, she doesn't want to because she loves Beau, right? But then, so just a couple of beers, and she's in in the sack with her. Like, well, well, but I think she knew going
2: there. I mean, you, you know, you, she took a six pack of beer right, and but, pizza. Uh, that,
0: I think she knew that sure, was going to happen. Right. Well, I I absolutely agree. Right. So, but I mean, the, uh, people in defense of that would say, well, she was drunk. Well, you know what? The "I was drunk when I had sex with her" excuse doesn't really wash. <laughs> if you're in a relationship, right? You can't say, "Oh, I got drunk and had sex with someone else." Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what what are you gonna do? Ah, yeah. It just so happened. It just happened. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't work. So, like, I just the, the show is just inconsistent. Is all I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, it's it seems like to me this episode just didn't have a bearing it was just all over the place you know and that's sort of been season four
2: to this point sure um, sure agreed now now you know we, we we learn a little bit of backstory of lauren although it's kind of one of those things now that i've heard it i can't unhear it but that apparently she wore a wedding dress and combat boots throughout her freshman year at college yeah okay okay i guess uh, make a statement uh, nice outfit Crystal was wearing when uh, Lauren shows up yes. at her
0: place. Well, she was getting ready for bed. In her defense,
2: yeah, she, w- she was. Uh, and then while they finally get into it, did you notice the song playing over top? Oh, I did. What was I, wa- I want you to want me. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, nice. Now, uh, n- not the. I don't think that was the cheap tricks, right? It, they it are, was. No,
0: they couldn't.
2: They... That would have been. That would have been awesome, though. All right. Well. And the last thing we see and, and and I guess I think you even alluded to this a few minutes ago, we're we're still not sure of what Crystal's motives are. And I'm kind of buying into Team Crystal here and, and I'm thinking like she really does like Lauren, does you know, the whole thing uh you know like of mice and men you know we're going to buy a farm and we're going to go and you know raise <laughs> raise, rabbits, uh, raise rabbits Yeah, raise so rabbits yeah you've got the
0: little picture of the farm there and
2: everything j- just just be careful with that mouse in your pocket and yeah. um you know but then you know crystal picks her up hitchhiking but obviously somebody's in the back that chloroforms her yeah. as you know as bow and dry uh, bow and dyson drive past and I- i'm going to go with the thought process that crystal did that
0: under duress that yeah i I mean yeah she probably clearly did but that's like the thing like oh i'm sorry well okay if you were really sorry you wouldn't have done it so you're kind of not so much sorry because you still put your own you know her own whatever deal whatever her deal is she put that above you know lauren right Right, but you never know what what you would do if there's a gun to your head. True, true. But so, you can you yeah. can either take the bullet for someone else, or you can allow someone else to get shot. Right, and so that's yeah. that's your choice, and it's still a choice. Okay. Well, you know what's the future hold for Crystal?
2: Um, you know, look, if in fact she is human, right, then you know is Lauren going to have to keep her identity a secret? I mean, I, I mean, I would certainly like to see her. Uh, continue as a recurring character I, I i think she's awesome and and i you know i like the dynamic between the two of them i i know you don't but
0: uh well i didn't you know. say that i, I didn't say okay. i don't like the dynamic Yeah. You know. okay oh right you just think it's problematic i just think Bo- it's prob- i don't i don't like yeah. how you know they that they they spend the whole season to show how devoted these two people are to each other and then all of a sudden it's like eh well, you know, I'll just go off with of Dyson. I'll just go off of Crystal and la-dee-da. And, you know, it's just like, right. you know. Right, but her mem- her memory is compromised.
2: So, Yeah, but you know, she, a- like she a- said,
0: oh, I can't wait to see, you know, Kale, uh, Hale and Kenzie. It's just like, uh, okay, so you remember everyone. Yeah. So why don't you, I don't know. Maybe yeah, they have so. some kind of plot point. Maybe they're trying to set up, you know, they are like say, well, you know. The, uh, the Bo and Lauren relationship maybe wasn't, you know, getting the good feedback from the fan base that we thought it was, so we're going to try and, you know, we'll, we'll give Lauren someone else to like, and then we'll put, you know, Bo back with Dyson, and you know, I just, I don't know. Well, um, I, I know what you're saying, and l- let me get back to the
2: train for a second. That, <laughs> okay. You know, Cleo and Dyson, you know, the beginning of the episode, they're on the train, and, and I, you know, it's like every time they say Bo's name, the train wobbles yeah, back and forth. See, yeah, see. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. with you on that one. See, that's okay. that's what kind like, right away. I'm like, really? Yeah. But, the, the you know, they find the maid, and she tells them that he's going to be angry when he finds she's gone. So
0: he, uh, the wanderer, which we assume mm. is her father. Yeah, we, we assume. But, uh, you know, you know what happens when you assume, Dave.
2: I understand. And, and I guess my thing is, okay, he's going to be angry when he's, well, if Jesus, if he's that powerful, how come he wasn't keeping a better eye on what's going on on his train? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Right. If he's such a, like a, if he's so cool and with it, then how can Bo just like, like, you know, just, you know, do the little, you know, succubus thing on the maid and just jump off the train and, and, and that works. All right. Now speaking of succubus things, okay, this isn't technically it's a bad bad pun here.
2: When Cleo takes Dyson to her, you know, her source of information, um to get the information, he gets to lick Dyson's toes. Ugh. Yeah.
0: That was <laughs> we disturbing. shall never
2: we shall never speak of this again. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a good laugh. At that point so. I
0: thought it was going to be a good episode. All right. Now <laughs>
2: um yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, so so Bo wanders in, you know, getting back to the main story where Bo uh, encounters this family, mother, father, teenage daughter, and, and they're staying at this rundown English country looking house that, um, you know, and at first, I guess we figure they're on vacation. But it turns out to be a little bit more than that. Um, uh, the, the teenage daughter looked eerily like Megan Fox, but.
0: And for a while there, I kept having to. Okay, you know, I'll, I'll take your word myself. for it. I'm, I'm not sure I agree with you there. Not a Megan Fox fan. Wow. So. No, no. I thought I, I, Megan Fox is is fine. I just don't think she looked that much like her. But you know. All right. So anyway, so we find
2: out that apparently they're haunted by a ghost, and you know, we we go through Bo getting brained with a frying pan, yeah. which was you know moderately funny, and uh. Uh, you, Yeah. Yeah, And and we, and we learn early on that it's, it's not a ghost, but it's a jumbie and Bo obviously figures that out. And, you know, the whole idea that the same day uh, every year the family goes here and you know, one thing I'm going to have to put this on the, on the website, you know, when I post the, you know, this recording in one of the newspaper articles, The one dated uh, June 2nd, 1875, you know, when when the teenage daughter Julia shows Bo the scrapbook. Right. That, you know, all of these, you know, yeah, I can't believe you got that.
0: Like, did you you pause it and you got all that from there?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I froze that. And, you know, the first paragraph, it's just like a normal, you know, so and so died, here's how they died. And then it's just, I must explain to you how all this mistaken idea of denouncing pleasure and praising pain was born, and I will give you a complete account of this system and expound the actual teachings of the great explorer of the truth, the master builder of human happiness. Now, my first thought was, all right, when the director or or the prop person was putting this together, you know, they kind of like put two articles together and maybe thought nobody would freeze frame and, you know, actually read it. Uh, but, no, but,
0: they, they, they had to know people would do that.
2: Exactly. And then I thought, no, they're going to know people would do that. So what does it mean? I, I don't know, but I'm going to throw it out there and maybe, you know, some listeners have some thoughts on that. So I'll put that out word for word on the, on the website and
0: maybe somebody can come up with some sort of a,
2: some sort of a meaning I'll just to that. say that
0: that is enigmatic. That is classic enigmatic. Yes.
2: Now, uh, some great lines, you know, Bo finds out what's going on, and she says, you know, dealing with weird shit is kind of what I do. Yeah, that was a good one. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, getting into the planes of existence again, well, you know, we find that the Jambi was actually uh, an elemental who was, I, I'm not sure, were they married already? No, that that was the whole problem, right? Okay, they were they were going to be married. Yes. Well, I thought the problem was they weren't buried together.
0: Well, that but, was part of the problem. But they also okay. had were not yet married, so that's when yeah. Bo and Dyson kind of recreated the uh, the the wedding ceremony.
2: Okay, so, and Dyson so we've of course got... said
0: you or me rather than Noah or something like that. It's just like
2: right. Now, now Noah is human, correct? Yes. Okay. So, you know, again, we, we and we've we've seen this a number of times and, you know, once he sees what she is, he he loves her just the same and, you know, you've got this this, you know, really beautiful, pure relationship and that's what this is all about. That, you know, this elemental uh is now a zombie and, you know, then we get back to our planes of existence and there's certainly, you know, when you look at the seven planes, there, there's certainly one that, uh, that, that talks about the afterlife after death. So, you know, perhaps we figure that into the equation, but once Bo figures out what the problem is, and then like you just said, they gather the bones and they bury them together. And is it Dyson that finds the rings? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Cause like, at first I was like, Dude, what are you doing? Because I thought like you know he was like Break. holding on to something like you better i've I've watched supernatural enough to know that you better bury every part of the corpse or burn you know as as often is in supernatural burn every single part because if you leave one little bit of the corpse untaken care of, then the spirit can still kind of get you. Yeah, yeah, So I was very so, concerned that he was like holding on to something he shouldn't be, but it turns out it's just their rings that uh, do this whole wedding thing. And then, I don't think they threw him back, but then they weren't wearing Like if they had been wearing them at the end, I think I might have actually puked, but they weren't, so yeah. I didn't. So does that mean Bo and Dyson are married? Well, that's what she's like, ah, like, oh, God, like here we go again with all this. You know, it's just like, I don't know, like I said, I, I, I went off on my try before, and so, you know, I'll, well, I'll well, just stick with you, what I said. I was just, you know, this, again, just, like, it was just bothersome to me that all of a sudden now she's all, like, Dyson, Dyson, into Dyson, you know, like, out of nowhere well, and just. Well, uh. look, I mean, uh, of
2: of our little uh, podcasting team, obviously I'm the one that, that prefers the the shipping angle. But, you know, even I, I think that's one of the, the problems that, that we're encountering is too many.
0: That's what they're too many, and then people are like this person one day, and this person the next, and then I love Nate, and I love Hale, and I love Lauren, I love Dyson, I love Bo, I love Nadia, Nadia, whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Which is why, oh well, right, and and which
2: is why I really hope they do something to explore this. Alternate plane thing, and and you know, well, we'll we'll see. Now, the other thing that I noticed that that when um, the Jumbie finally leaves the body, that Dyson and Bo can see the aura
0: or whatever right. it is, Cleo can't. Right? Yeah, I, I I personally just kind of chalked that up to as they were the ones, kind of, um, you know the vessels I guess we could call it through which this union could be achieved that they, they mm-hmm. were that was why they were able to see and not Cleo so, yeah okay. I, you know, okay. I don't know though they are other but you know did you notice like Cleo now like no cigarette at all ever behind her ear oh okay yeah yeah you you pointed that out last week yeah right? yeah so maybe they heard me no obviously <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I just thought it was funny that that they had Maybe they they went back and watched it, you know, and they were just like, hey, you know, like that cigarette just keeps appearing and reappearing. Like, how about next episode? We just like not have her with a cigarette behind her. That way we don't have to worry about what scenes it's behind and what scenes it's not, you know, and try to keep the continuity going.
2: Neither Bo nor Dyson really have any memories, any concrete memories of being on the train. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm wondering you – know, see, I, I guess, I I'm again, I know I'm, I'm like fixated on this alternate plane thing. A little bit, yeah. Well, but, okay, we assume her father is still on that plane. And, and you know, what does she – you know, eventually she's going to remember. So, I don't know, Tricks probably got some fay expert that will be able to help her recall these repressed memories – and in terms of Dyson not being able to remember, I mean, I, I assume what we saw is really all that there was. So for him, there's not really a lot of consequence that he needs to remember, right? Yeah, because he was Beau, he was
0: hardly on the train at all, really.
2: Right, but for with Bo, we don't really know how long exactly. she was on the on the train, right. but but certainly it was, you know, I think a, an extended period. You know, but does it that seem means. like
0: she really was anywhere beside that? That room, you know. Well, true. So true. But yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to to see. The uh, oh, I like the conductor,
2: the the guy walking through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, next stop, same as the last. Last stop, same before next. Yeah. Right, and then that whole thing about uh, the con- the engineer must have lost his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and he does his little—I uh, don't even know what to call—some kind of shuffle going down the yeah. train train car. But, uh, well, I don't know. Anything else about? Oh, well, no. This? No. It just, it was, I, mean, I,
0: I, I, I don't want to slam it too much. It was still like, you know, it wasn't a completely wasted uh, hour of my life. But uh, on the other hand, it was, uh, I think it was, that, I just wasn't with it. I wasn't with it with this one.
2: Well, hopefully they'll put Bo in some, clean clothes <laughs> get her
0: get her back in some black leather yeah um, like yeah Get guess the, the nighty is has had its time <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, retired. Had it's time
2: yeah um well you know it's interesting i mean we only have 10 episodes to go yeah i know A- and you know are, are, when are we going to see rachel scarston as Tamsin?
0: Well, and, and yeah like you think like like where is this going like what's yeah. you know what's the focus, what's the big baddie. What's that? I mean, there's just a lot of things you'd think we would kind of that, well, maybe they are, maybe they've very cleverly have kind of already uh, introduced the uh, overall story arc. And we just haven't really picked up on it yet. So, or
2: they haven't, yeah.
0: <laughs> or they haven't. Yeah. So, so. Will, time will tell.
2: Time will in fact tell. All right. Well, um, that's all I have. Um, any questions, any final thoughts on anything sci fi, supernatural, horror?
0: Yeah. No, maybe uh maybe someday in the future when Skype is working better, we can go more into depth about Day of the Doctor and everything. But uh Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I thought about even I thought about even doing something
2: like that for one of the, for a take five. Yeah. But then we That's probably both wanna different. do
0: it. So maybe we just have yeah. like a separate Day of the Doctor podcast or something. Or a fiftieth anniversary. Celebration podcast, something like that, maybe. Yeah,
2: sounds good. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd love to hear from you. So you can drop us a line at fatalistpodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website, fatalist.podbean.com, and you can use SpeakPipe to leave us a message there. Uh, You're limited to 90 seconds, but like I always tell you, you can send as many as you want or just – Heck, everybody knows how to record an MP3 these days. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and hopefully you'll continue accessing through iTunes, as most people are likely doing anyway. So yeah. until... Give us feedback, please. Yeah, yeah. Give us some feedback. Um, and
0: I mean, Sally, you, you keep it up, Sally, because Sally's feedback is awesome. I did not mean to disparage Sally. No. Hers well, is, hers is he... awesome, as always. I don't think you did. But we can get more. So...
2: All right, so until next week when we do episode four. I am pure evil.